Hi, Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. HIT stands for honesty, integrity, and trust, so you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call him anyway and tell him I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. Uh, I thought you brought it in last week. Was that you? Uh, I don't know. Okay. What's up, fuckers? What's up, all you technicians, warranty administrators, the one salesperson out there? Fuck this you. is the Customer States podcast where we talk about everything in the automotive industry and we also get really parched sometimes. So we have to start this show off right. Ready? You can swirl your uh, ice around. Yeah, next you can swirl your ice in the drink. We need a folly artist. <laughs> I think we should just do the cracks on the. Don't spill it. Do you want a straw? At least it's not some do- somebody's dog puking on you. God damn. That definitely didn't happen prior to this recording. This is fucking delicious. Yes, mine is really good too. Well, if they des- if they decide to pay us money, we can mention their name. Mike's hard lemonade. Oh my god. Schmike's hard schmamashmoo. I was gonna say Mike's. It's like you can totally snag us before Truly does. <laughs> Oh yeah, this isn't a truly. I didn't even realize. All right, Allie, please continue. So, fuck you. As some of you know, but maybe you're new here. My name is Allie Paul. I am a warranty administrator for both Volkswagen and Mazda. And she does a so-so job. Uh, Listen, we're all out here trying our best. Okay. Okay, and to my left is someone who also does a mediocre job. Damn Skippy. <laughs> At least I can admit that. <laughs> it's Jake Rikus. I thought you were going to introduce yourself. I didn't realize you needed prompting. Your name is Jake Rikus. Sometimes service writers need that kind of help. They do need help. They're, they're special individuals. Who am it's, I? <laughs> my name is Jake. Yeah. Hi, everybody. What's up, fuckers? It's Jake. It's me. <laughs> I'm kind of a service advisor. And I do. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. I kind of do my job. I kind of do the right thing. I'm kind of a service advisor. Oh, well, um, I'm glad you kind of bring home a paycheck. <laughs> so I've been doing it for a couple of years. I still like it. I think you're on today. three. 
three years this month, right? Uh, three. Oh years. my God, is it your anniversary coming up? Three. No, years? I think we passed it because his at oh. least his Mazda date is June nineteenth. Three years last month, Juneteenth. Well, then you were writing tickets for a month without being certified. Correct. Well, for shame. Well, Three years. Wow, that's like forever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to you in a second, sir. We'll get to you in a second. And uh, I've been at my dealership longer than Rich has been in his right now. The one dealership. <laughs> the one dealership. We'll, we'll right get there. We'll I get said there. right now. And to my left, the one and only Mike Sarah, the shop foreskin, Mr. Many Hats. Hello. Hi. My name is Mike Sarah, senior master technician, shop foreman, transmission technician. Shop foreskin. Yeah. Uh, and masher of buttons still currently, unless somebody wants to come do this job. Or, or as... I've offered. Or as he's kind of known around our work, oh. it's, it's Mike, fuck that transmission. I got a podcast to do, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, if my co-hosts would just be able to uh, record on the weekends, I wouldn't have to leave work early to do all this stuff. So, uh, You talking about me? Co-hosts. Talking about me? Well, there's more than just you. Uh, she comes with me. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we digress. Uh, so to my left <clears throat> is a very distinguished guest. Um, and uh, I've had the honor of meeting him once previous to this meeting. And, and you might have heard his voice a little bit before, but let's go ahead and properly introduce him. Um, Mr. Rich Gold, uh, say hello. Give us a brief in introduction about yourself. We'll get to know you in the second half, but ah, brief introduction. You brief. should have been a banker. Well, as Mike said, Rich my name Gold. is Gold. Rich Gold. Yeah. Rich Gold. <laughs> Just like it sounds. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, yeah. I've been a Ford technician for longer than maybe many of you have been alive. I've completed 47 That's years very fair. as of this month. Wow. 47 years as a Ford technician? As a Ford technician. Oh my goodness. Sell the bell. Wait, no, and, hold on. <laughs> yeah, no and aside from that, I like unicorns, the sound of children's laughter, and long walks on the beach. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, it's good to have you finally on the podcast. You know, we've known each other for quite some time and, uh, well, you told me at one time I wouldn't be welcome here cause I don't drink. So you must've <laughs> got pretty desperate. No, no, you drink, you just don't drink alcoholic <laughs> drinks. He's, which, he has a beverage. So I, so he asked me, he's like, Oh, anything that's like a sparkling water type thing, you know, just, just get that for me. Cause like I, I was trying to, for the guests, I was trying to find something that they like. And I'm like, well. I don't drink anything that doesn't have alcohol in it, so I don't know what what is out there or what you want. So I'm just what, gonna. What the fuck is water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I came over with like. There, there are things in the world that you don't know about, Mike. <laughs> surprise, surprise! I just came over with like you know four or five different things. Like I don't know, Richie, you can figure it out. <laughs> Coors, Coors Light's like ninety percent water, right? <laughs> Well, technically, this is like 95% water. No, that's mostly alcohol and a little bit of water splashed in. It's it's 5% alcohol. By weight. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, Customer States Podcast. Moving on forward to the podcast. Forward to? For, forward, forward to, to, to gotcha. the podcast. <laughs> Working on employees' vehicles. Yeah. That's always a sensitive subject. 
Hi, Eric, Mr. Double, no, Mr. We're not Double calling, Letters. We're not calling anybody out specifically, yes, Eric. Yes, I am, Eric. <laughs> we have talked about that specific issue before. Eric, we're not talking about you, Eric. Well, you see, the transmission makes this noise, and the window makes that noise, and the oh rattle from here. He's Jake online ZZ on his noises. repair order. I don't write up repair orders for it. Yeah, but if you weren't a service writer and you had a new car, you sure as shit would be in there. My my glove box I rattles when I go over large bumps. I didn't with the first one before I started working but there. You, well, but I worked there, so I was like, it's fine. Well, that's bullshit. How dare you throw me under the bus? I will throw you. You red-headed bitch. For? <laughs> okay. okay, okay, okay. Hashtag. <laughs> Sell the bell. <laughs> Most of the time, when people come in with those little snivels, it's when the car's brand new, yep. mm-hmm. and they, they're, they're whining about this little thing doesn't fit and that little noise. And then six months later, they come in for their seven thousand mile service, and they're ankle deep in Cheerios and footprints on the headliner, <laughs> and they don't give a shit about that little stuff yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're just, always kind of stroke them a little bit until they get out about six months, and then they won't give a shit anymore. <laughs> it's true, though. That's a good point. It is true. Well, most of the time. There are those special like Debbie. 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 We still have to do I know a re-recording do. of I that. Know, I know, I know. This was your topic, uh, working on, on employees' vehicles, I think, right? But so, we were going to make fun of Eric for it, but I want to hear your version of it first. I miss from, you, Eric. From I miss you too, buddy. From the warranty side of things, you know, things are supposed to be just so. talk real bad. Exactly. That was for Eric. Like, uh, <laughs> Because I was going to say on a uh, like a legal standpoint, I technically can't write my own warranty. You can't write your yeah. yeah. You can't write your own repair orders. I technically like I need special authorization for my vehicle to get worked on under warranty. Um, any employee is, is this from your company or from so, from Mazda and Volkswagen? So Mazda, Mazda and Volkswagen have mm. policies. So I'm gonna assume. Sorry, I'm gonna assume that most manufacturers have some kind of rules on the book. Ford's Ford's the same never, way. Never heard. I've never heard any of that. So, like so even I'm a not, salesperson so, is supposed to have you know because they don't want. You abusing the system. Correct. So you're, you're allowed at Ford to work on your own vehicle. However, you can't sign off like, you know, in, in something with my position, you can't sign off your own add on lines. So like if you had a repair order on, on a vehicle that you're working on and you wanted to add a warranty line on, you can't sign that off or you can't sign off your own M time. So there's gotta be a check and balance system. So the, the, the difference is, is that, you know, you kind of stroke the system a little bit. Uh, when you have your own vehicle in the shop, but uh, it's like right, very fine line that you're walking. So with all those parameters, there definitely is, um, I've heard that things slip through the cracks and people do end up working. Th- I've heard that people do end up, because for Volkswagen, you're not supposed to work on your own vehicle if it's through warranty. Really? Really. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the policy and procedure, the P and P as we call it in the biz. Policy and procedure. Yes, <laughs> as we call it in the biz. In, in the biz. I like that. Um, and I have heard that um, also it's not very um, enforced. I'm sure if you're going through that person who said that, 
I'm sure if they're going through a very intense audit or something like that, different story. It's, it, yeah, they're it's gonna, gonna be look caught for or... any penny they can find. Yep. But I have an audit coming up in August. We have a parts audit coming up in you, July. You have a planned audit? Is yeah. that a self audit? No. Well, we haven't received the formal letter yet, but I've heard through the grapevine that we're going to have an audit. It's a great song, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, but which version? Uh, Creed and Clearwater. Yes. Thank you. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Hashtag sell the bell on that. CCR right? for yeah. the win. Anything that's not CCR, I, I don't, don't <laughs> doesn't exist. But it's yeah. not. I guess the CCR version, I sang it wrong because he says he hoid it through hoid the it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John. Really appreciate that. I, now now my English is, is terrible for the rest of my life. Oh, uh, Mr. Fogarty, such a distinct voice. Remember when they used to play that game on the radio? If you could name the lyrics of the Credence Clearwater song, they would give you a prize. Now it's Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> Who knows? knows what that guy's saying uh, no i'm gonna try and meme something like with a eddie better thing in there for for the podcast <laughs> we'll, we'll try to make uh, mix so it i in. mean that is my closest experience i've definitely had my vehicle worked on before under warranty well that's good with little things that that were needed um i I'd have li- i'd like to mention how unique it is for somebody in our business to have a car that's new enough for us to be working on an under warranty <laughs> <laughs> well so you must be doing you very got, well you, for yourself you must have a good job Allie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah getting paid the big bucks you guys since when <laughs> um yeah jake surpassed me like right a- within like six months of being a service writer he surpassed me but it pay wise anyways not easy being the best <laughs> oh my god not, i can't sell the belt for that no no you better I'll not dare you no don't do it you. look i'm look i'm making hey, i got contact. you i got you let the record show do you, do you want, want to you take your bro card <laughs> you better ring that guy no. for, for this time my you can take goal? it ali i got you girl okay, i got you thank you continue you know just because eric isn't here well, i know we even <laughs> eric would ring the bell i agree to disagree yeah he would because he wants it. Oh my, god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But have you got? Have you ever worked on a um, empl- fellow employee's vehicle? Be it like any any other? Um... You mean Eric's? You mean yeah? About say, you mean Eric's? Yeah. Wait, have we you? Know, all, are you working on Eric's? Eric's car? Eric's truck has been around the shop oh, Ruby's three times working around. On Eric's car. Well, right now Rudy's working on it. The, he. Uh, he is going to milk the teats of Ford on that ESP <laughs> till the day it expires. And you know what? It's kind of his As prerogative to do so. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I can't fault him for it. I can make fun of it, but I can't fault him for it. Error. He paid for the contract. There are legitimate concerns on his vehicle. He paid for the contract. Let's fix his vehicle. What does Le- ESP yep. stand for? Legitimate. Extended, extended service, service plan. Mm. Legitimate, you say. <laughs> some of them have he, been some of them have been he's not here to defend himself just no remember which is why that. i'm not i'm not saying no, no, anything no, 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 no tell us how you a feel a lot of them this I, well i hope he would hear this um a lot of them have been legitimate and, and the ones that weren't i poked he, fun at him to his face for which he'll tell you in person are you uh like 60 40 split uh i can't i can't put it in fractions because i'm not good no. with math so. <laughs> I'll just I'll just <laughs> deny to uh, to explain any further. So Rudy's the one that's working on the car. This 
this concern right now, these concern, these concerns that Rudy's working on for the vehicle, a transmission and an engine concern. Yes. Rudy is working on those. Gotcha. And what's um, the engine concern? This one is an oil leak. Oh, well, an oil leak's an oil leak. You either have it or you don't have it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that the problem? <laughs> okay, so moving on. <laughs> so, uh, oil leak or you don't? I, no, I want to touch on ESP real quick. Okay. ESP is a little bit of a different situation. Is that when you it, like think really yeah. hard and you can move extended things with your service mind? plans or extended <laughs> service coverage? Anything that a customer paid for that's beyond the manufacturer regular warranty period. But it's not a certified pre-owned program. Not, 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 not a CPO. The customer, when they bought the vehicle new, or even if they bought it used, they can ex- buy an extended service plan. It's I, an outside I just bought, contract. I just bought an ESP on a used vehicle that I bought. Yeah. Nice. I bought it from a private party, and I just bought an ESP just last week. So so the, the point is, is that you spent X amount of dollars to cover your vehicle for these things that are you know covered under your contract. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's something wrong with those things, That's regardless of age or mileage or whatever, because you bought the contract and it's, it's still covered, let's get those things fixed for you. Yep. It's, it's a little bit different than when somebody comes in under warranty and says like, oh, hey, you know, regular powertrain warranty. Oh, there's this axe leak and it's just a little bit of assembly grease that's, you know, around the outside of the transmission case yep. or the, the there's you know, no axle manufacturer's defect. Yeah, there. there's nothing wrong with it. However, if the if that it's same vehicle comes in under an ESP defect. contract and there's a little bit more slung around or something like, you know, dude, you paid for this. Like, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get you taken care of. Uh, also, let's make the differentiation between ESP and aftermarket warranty because there's a chasm between those two. Oh, oh yeah. You mean how terrible aftermarket warranties After, are? Aftermarket warranties. Well, are I've not got the worth, CarMax warranty. Yeah. 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 It's not worth the paper it's written on. No. They grind everybody. Yep. They they think that repair facilities are subservient. Hold on, hold on. Everybody's take two <laughs> steps away from Rich because he he might start oh, glowing might, with the I rage might, that's coming with this conversation. Go, go I, I get animated about certain things, but you know, warranty companies seem to think that they can make <clears throat> dealerships and repair facilities their bitch. Oh, well, you know, I don't care what you want to repair the car. This is all we're going to pay for it. Well, as far as I'm concerned, we don't have a contract with you, asshole. You have a contract with a customer. So if there's going to be a fight, you fight it out with the customer. This is how much it costs to get it repaired here. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, adios. Yeah. That's how the policy should be. Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, dealerships in the interest of quote unquote customer diplomacy. satisfaction. Yeah. Diplomacy or whatever. Then they, they bend over for these aftermarket warranty companies. And that's one of those things I was telling you before we started. Mm-hmm. One of those things that just irritates me for the whole time I've been in this business and I can never seem to come to grips with it. We all one have this thing. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's those, those little it's, points. It's funny that Rich brings up the fact of, you know, the extended, you know, service warranty, whatever, you know, not an ESP. And Mike like says. Like a TM. No, that's prepaid maintenance. Yeah, those different. are maintenance. But, I, but have, I have words on those I as well. I actually have a car that I'm working on that is a CarMax, one of their stupid extended warranties. Same fucking Well, you th- have to honor a CarMax. <laughs> if they're willing to pay, I'll let them pay. It just oh, depends. Oh, okay. I Correct. understand. So I've got a two, 2017 CX-9, number one that they bought from CarMax, so already a losing battle. <laughs> and <laughs> Ooh-wee! 
And is it, that the car that when we're on the road, you go, ooh, money, 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 money? No, that's a CX. <laughs> this the CX5. CX7. We could list a few, couldn't we? When, when, no, Ford has a fantastic product, and I stand behind it 100% of the time. And they're all perfect. Yes. Yeah, well, the CX7 was made by Ford, and they were pieces of shit. Oh, well, some of it was made by Ford. Most of it was made by Ford. <laughs> yeah, because you guys don't make anything. Wait, do you, do you hear we that? We do now, bitch. Mm. Do you hear that? Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Shots fired. <laughs> so, 2017 CX-9 used from CarMax, and they bought it with 81,000 miles on it. So, I mean, three strikes, you're out. So, CX- it was already... Yeah, CX-9, yeah. CarMax... 80,000 miles. So they're already fucked, but you know, <laughs> to each customer their own. But the through CarMax, same thing like you were saying, Rich, is I got a hold of these people. Number one, it's like pulling teeth and what they want, what they require, the audacity they have to ask me, well, would you put in a used engine? Fuck you. No, I'm not putting in a fucking used engine. If you want to do that, once again, I told them, you can tell the customer what they paid for. They will be getting used parts from, most likely... With no guarantee. Correct, with no guarantee, yeah. most likely from a junkyard, from a salvage title. Yeah. And <clears throat> if that that used part happens to be no good, you're going to pay the labor for us to change it the second time. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, once again, they ask, well, do you feel comfortable with using used parts? Fuck no, there's no goddamn chance. We don't play that game. And then, of course, they go, okay, well, you know... What are the parts you need? What's this? And, you know, you name off a few that don't come with the assembly and you really shouldn't replace them, i.e. the thermostat and a couple of other things. And I, well, if there's no failure to that, then you have to reuse it. And once again, so you go through all those steps. And then once it's all said and done, they're like, oh, okay, this is fine. Well, we now have to, you know, because it's so expensive, we're going to, you know, push it up the chain to make sure that this is okay. And I get a email back saying well even though everything lines up and you took all of these pictures for us and you took a video for us and you showed us where the leak was and you did all the pressure tests and you proved where it was leaking from where the coolant's coming from we're still going to send out an adjuster just to make sure none of the videos oh someone comes to look at the good good send them out let him take a look at this see how messed up this thing is and that's not the part that pisses me off it's the fact of when they said we're going to send out an adjuster they go just to make sure the videos and the photos are not forged yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, guys? I mean, you, you know, the thing is, is that these are basically insurance companies. You right. think they of, are you, insurance you companies. Are. You, think of, you think of a warranty as being, you know, standing behind a product, but really right. they're insurance companies. And insurance companies Nickel and dime lo- you. look around the city you live in, and you're going to see great big buildings with insurance company names on the top of the 20 stories full of people whose entire job <laughs> is to keep from paying the claims. Right. <laughs> I like you. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. It is 100% true. And you know their answer with that is always, well, it's not our policy. It's the company's. Well, and you know, I I feel that. I mean, when we say, oh, you know, you can't do this. You have to follow these procedures under warranty. Like, I feel that because I don't make the rules. Like, I feel I I feel like the manufacturer to to an extent of 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 uh. So like, our vehicle manufacturers have a little bit better of an understanding of what the customer expects out of their term of the vehicle usage the life of the vehicle Mm -hmm. warranty coverage things like that right whereas the insurance companies literally will nickel and dime you to death oh yeah 
I have a car right now that I'm working on, and they're grinding me for two tenths. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. Two tenths? Are you, you should fucking have seen, kidding? You me? should have seen the lubies. So we were talking. Uh, Rich was talking to the service advisor, and I happened to jump into the conversation, and. All the lubies, we were in Lubrac. All the lubies like stopped talking because Rich got really animated, Ooh. and they were they were thinking like I'm assuming they were thinking that like Rich was yelling at one of us. And I was like, <laughs> but you were upset at the situation. Oh God, yeah, it's it's frustrating beyond belief. How can you how can you tell me? All data says that it pays, you know, uh, 2.8 hours or whatever for this job. And they're trying to pay you 2.6 hours because that's the warranty time or whatever. This particular thing, I quoted three hours for a a headliner access to access a module. Warranty on that car pays 2.6. I quoted three. As far as I'm concerned, aftermarket warranty companies don't get to pay the rate that Factory warranty pays a hundred percent behind they you. Don't 100%. Get, and yeah. and, and yeah. bumping bumping that up by four tenths was really generous of me. And yeah. they're trying to grind me from three hours to two point eight. No, seriously, seriously, yeah. Uh, just just one aspect of it. I I won't go into all the details because it's boring. But you know, I, it's just I, that I, kind of. That's thing. not boring. I, that shit grinds my ge- yeah, yeah, gears. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I told the service advisor when I was with you, it's either the warranties uh, uh, company, uh, the you know. The, the warranty company's problem to actually uh, pay the correct amount, the customer has to pay the correct amount, or the dealership has to internally make up with the labor prices how to pay the technician the appropriate amount of time to do that job. It's not right. up to the customer right. or the warranty company to dictate the labor times. Right. Once again, the contract is between the customer and the warranty company, not between the warranty company and the dealership. Correct. Right. Yeah. So do you guys have any extended warranties that you will not accept at your dealership no but we should there's (laughs) there's plenty that we don't accept there's a cup there's a couple that we've dealt with basically based on like what rich was saying the fact of we've done it once or twice to if you don't sell the product you don't have an obligation to i I don't know is that true i mean i feel like that's true do do you as a dealer have an obligation no technically speaking when you go through and you go through the prompts you have an option are you a selling dealer press one or are you a separate dealer that is working on with us and you press two it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Are you anything. talking about different car lines, or no, just by contracts themselves? Like oh, if you, if you personally service. sold the vehicle, yeah, well, some some Correct. dealerships will sell these like aftermarket as, mm-hmm. warranties. Exactly. And, and in that case, you're kind of bent over. We have be, to because you have to honor. It. Yeah. Well, Correct. I bought it from your finance department. Oh well, I'm screwed now. And not even so much that it's they go through and it says, well, on here on my agreement, it says you are an authorized repair facility of this extended contract. So we are bound to do that. But there are a few circumstances like what you're saying is there's a Ford prepaid and a Ford extended that Galpin sells that we do not accept. If you're a Ford facility, they pay you differently. If you are at a different facility, they fuck you hard. Because because if you sold their product, they're like, okay, we want you to sell more of our product. So we're going to take care of you. If you don't sell our product, well, then we're going to fight you for two tens. Right. Well, is how I is what seems to make sense in my mind. And and to go back to the car that I'm on with or my tech, excuse me, I'm not working on it. And I feel bad for the guy. But thank God you're not working on it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) 
There's a reason he's a writer. There is. <laughs> Poor Jay. Very, very mechanically. Punching bag. Very mechanically inclined, but I, I would not. Who know is? Me, but I wouldn't know what. <laughs> let me finish. I wouldn't know what to do with. I'm new, talking, he, Michael. Yeah. No, not to him. Only you. The I, word. The word is he couldn't fix a sandwich. <laughs> That's her job. Uh, God damn it! I knew that. We was talked about happen. that. <laughs> I'm mechanically inclined. Anything new, I'm. I have no idea what I'm doing. You put me on something with a carburetor, I can do it in a heartbeat. But anything yeah. new, fuck no. That takes a goddamn... It's designed for you not to work on it, well, though. Well, and that's the other thing. It takes somebody who is trained in the field, and when you do break it down, like when you have customers who go, well, it's not that fucking hard to do. Do it! Stand out with one of my techs for fucking 30, 30 minutes for some of the jobs that these guys do. And it's like, fine, go for it. See if you can... I'm charging you an hour of labor. Whether or not you like it or not... I, I challenge you, I will pay this repair out of my pocket. If you can fix this in under an hour correctly, I will pay for it. But anyways, back to the CX-9 with the... With that, I would love to tell people. Directions. I would love to tell people that. Continue, oh, Jake. I'm sorry. hundred oh, percent. Oh, no, I would love to. Oh my god. And oh, my god. don't don't get me started on wanting to talk to the people oh, at, dude. at Ford Thank who god. come up with warty times. Yeah. And, and saying, okay. Uh, that is really not fun on my end to be the middleman for. Because the only thing that I can tell you, at least from my standpoint, is well, if you don't give feedback to the manufacturer, I can't tell you. There's nothing I can do about it. And I realize that asking a tech to do that to fill out the feedback, I mean, on Mazda side, it's not, they want you to run the job 10 times. So you have right. to wait for that repair to come in 10 times and then you have to record your actual time each time. And then once that happens, that goes to an engineer don't, who does nothing but that job. Don't think for a minute that that is to discourage people from putting in claims. But that is know, absolutely. That's, but when we complain about it, I've even had situations where I was like, listen, this operation for this amount of time includes this operation, these other operations that add to be explicit exponentially more than what you say it's supposed to pay. And then they say, well, you know, the tech will say, well, you know, have to take out, you know, this to access this harness and X, Y, and Z. And it won't even be in there. Like it won't be in the, um, in the predecessing operations. So mm. it won't be like the things you have to remove. Overlaps. Yeah. The yes. overlaps. Exactly. So, I mean, and then I'm like, I, I, I would give it to you. I a hundred percent would give you the time if I had the ability to, and I've had adjusters who work for the warrant for warranty helpline agree with me. And then at the end of the day, their hands are tied because they have, you can't flag the technician actual time or something right. like that for only if it's above and beyond the repair stated in the manual. Can it be actual time? Like if you're bolt, you know, got stripped and you have to drill it out or whatever. Yeah. And real, oh, go for it, Rich. Oh, I was just, I was just going to say that you realize after a while that you get all tied up fighting those little battles and the best thing to do is find your time and make it up somewhere else. And mm -hmm. you can, well, the truth is you'll never get even, but <laughs> you can try, you can you try can, and get close. You can try. Uh, my mantra is never, ever, 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 ever give them a break. You get every tenth you can on every single job 
every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty I... sure there's adjusters that when I call and they see ugga <laughs> dugga, um, <laughs> when they thorn. see our dealership's name on the caller ID. She didn't just say that. There, really. Yeah, you guys have made a mistake, but Mike edited well, it out. Well, let's not make a big deal about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> to, to skip off. Well, of- I'm pretty sure that they see my name and they just hang up. I've had that happen to me. Like the line picks up and the, like it rings, it picks up and then Collect. the line's dead because <laughs> I give them hell. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to fight for my guys, right. you know? Well, and real fast, cause we're getting close with the, once again, with like how you guys want to get all the time you can and the job that you work on and you want to be paid accordingly to go back to these extended service real fast with that CX-9, the adjuster that I was on the phone with last, because of course I go through three fucking people because you want this, it's not the right thing, you get another person, another person, and finally good. Yeah, you gotta escalate up the chain of command. They, They have the audacity to go, okay, well, why don't you go ahead and start tearing down the, because when I told, when I told them where the leak is coming from, from the back of the cylinder head near the freeze plugs, on the CX-9s, it's almost impossible to get a good photo because of where it's located. You have to remove the turbocharger, and you got to drop the block to get to the turbocharger. The, the re, the, so you have to assess, you have to have that uh, uh, all of those things removed anyway to assess that this is the area that needs to be repaired, and they expect you to do that, and the customer has to cover that. It's the and yes, that, stupidest and that, thing ever. And that's exactly yes. it. The dude has the audacity of, well, have you started breaking it down? Fuck no, I no. haven't. You haven't greenlit me on I'm shit. I'm not an idiot. You're I'm not, not going to start working on it. I'm not telling the customer that they're responsible for $2,000 with a teardown Correct. until their insurance company tells us the okay Correct. to repair it for them. And, and like, I did. I told, no. I told the guy Crazy. word for word. I'm like, hell no, I haven't had my tech start to tear down. He goes, why? I'm like, because you guys aren't going to pay for it, are you? And he's like, well, no, that would be on the customer. I'm like, then you got your answer. Yeah, there you go. They I'm should like, have to explain that to the customer. Oh, they do. Their product. Oh, oh, they do. When that, yeah, when they that try happens, to. I say, here's the number. Here's the extension. Here's the person I talk to. If you don't like it, bitch him out, tear him a new asshole. Do you have people that hang up on you too when you call? No. <laughs> have you ever had a circumstance where the customer contacted them and then they reversed their decision? Has that ever happened? Once. Once. And it blew, Once in three years. And it blew my fucking mind. Right? <laughs> it blew my mind and it was something very, sim- very, very similar. It's like, you have to do this particular teardown to get this before we authorize that. And this person was one of those who knew legalities, reading contracts and everything. And he found a stipulation where way, way, way deep in the, I'm on the contract 509 C, you know, on the website <laughs> after requesting files and the real contract that you can get if you request it, you know, subsection, like you said, CZ113, <laughs> sure enough in there, it says that if a, the certain contract if it comes to the point of teardown to require authorization of a claim, the company is there and forth responsible for said teardown. And sure enough, they called me. Like, well, we're going to pay for the two thousand dollar teardown. I'm like, fuck uh, yeah, you yeah, are. Because you, you know what? <laughs> I know the keys jangled, but you know what? If a customer is going to read that into their contract, they, it. they are going to hold their feet to the fire. And if they didn't take care of it, I bet you that customer would have sued them. And they oh, are trying to get out of that legal <laughs> yeah, shit. Correct. They, they not, don't want that. Not, not worth it. $2,000 is a drop 
drop in the bucket compared to the 50 grand. The same thing with the ESP thing that I was talking about, you know, like, you know, the customer paid for it. Give them their, give give them what they paid for. In in truth, ESP in our dealings with it, aside from the fact that we have to do, you know, prior approvals and things like that, it's, we deal with it in exactly the same way as we do a factory bumper to bumper new car warranty. It's the same process. It's the same thing. So it, it really is pretty good. But I tell all my friends... It's a good product. Yeah. If you get a late model car, absolutely buy an extended warranty if you plan to keep the car. But don't buy anything but the manufacturer's extended warranty. Right. All the rest of it is garbage. Yeah. Everything else. Mercury, whatever. I I don't want to do any other ones, but... I I work for a dealership and I put a warranty on on my 2018. Should tell you something. Be- because, you know, it'll pay for itself if one or two things goes wrong with right. it in the time yep. that I own it. Yep. You know, if the, the freaking sync module goes out, that's $1,200 right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so. it probably will go out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know. I know. <laughs> All righty. Well, you know what else we know? That we love our sponsors. We absolutely love our sponsors. And we'd like to thank them all. Everyone from Ray Moon from El Rianchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore to... Nick Lowry from Matco Tools. Dale Follett from Twisted Bills. Dale Follett from Twisted Bills, LLC. Uh, you can visit him at twistedbills.com. Bruce Vane. Bruce Vane for making these lovely tunes. That yes. you are listening to right now. What? Oh, did you shut Mike off? No. Or, or Jake off? What's no. an automotive no, program without its... Rock music. Yeah, right? Yeah, maybe the bomb's still loud. I was going to say, I could barely hear myself, but either way, guys, we'll be back. Mike, what are you eating? That looks amazing. Oh, this? It's just a delicious El Snor burrito from El Ranchito Taco Shop. Is that nacho cheese sauce and hot Cheetos? Nacho cheese, hot Cheetos, and their mouth-watering carne asada. And I'm dipping it in their creamy guac. Creamy guac. Oh. Yum. Giggity. I guess this is a great time to remind everyone that if they're ever in the Inland Empire area, visit Ray at El Ranchito Taco Shop. Yeah, totally. Check them out on facebook.com forward slash Ranchito Elsinore. Or on their Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. Now I want me some Elsinore burrito and some of that creamy guac. Giggity. (laughs) I can always give you some of my creamy guac, Jake. Just ask. El Ranchito Taco Shop, Lake Elsinore. More than just great Mexican food. You're an asshole. <laughs> okay, we, we don't have credits. <laughs> we, do, not, do not have the rights for yeah, that. Yeah, we do not have the rights for that. Seconds of that one. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Customer States. Sorry. <laughs> The fuck just happened? Remember that conversation? We're about to find out. Remember that conversation where he said his podcast? He truly feels that way. No, no, no. no. He you doesn't. see that shit? You see that shit? So, so Rich absolutely hates the song Freebird. And you know how I like to, you know, mix things around every once in a while? Why, Rich? I, I, Why? <laughs> Tell us. Because I haven't been able to escape that fucking song since it came out in 1970, whatever. <laughs> So, welcome back it's to... It's just cu- a short little Shut song. up, Allie! Yeah. Welcome back to Customer States Podcast, everybody. Mike, how are you doing today? <laughs> you good? Anything else to put in before we start this thing? I'll find something. Do you want to just tell the, you know, sponsors to kill themselves? Oh! <gasps>
We don't want that to happen. Because you interrupting and not us telling how much we appreciate them is what they think. Doesn't it suck when someone interrupts you? You can't have that. (laughs) Thanks to all of our sponsors, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to Mike's Customer (laughs) States Podcast. Don't start. Don't start. We might as as well open up Michael's Beverages because it's Mike's Podcast. Well, it is Mike's 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 Hard hard Lemonade. lemonade. See? There's hints. Everybody's trying to get rid of us, so I'm going to crack this. No. <laughs> oh, again, it's only two cracks. None for you. Sorry, guys. You pissed me off. <laughs> you're mean to me. you mean to me. You don't get me. you mean to me. No, say you're sorry. Oh. On live air, say you're sorry. Alaire? On live air, Alaire? <laughs> say you're sorry. sorry. What? What was that? <laughs> okay, here. <laughs> <laughs> but with all jokes aside, welcome back, guys. Thank you to the sponsors. And we're going to pick apart Rich's brain. Oh, boy. Oh well, boy. we would like to get to know you. Uh, I know that I work with you and I have for some time. But for most of our listening audience and viewing audience, I guess, at this point, they don't know you. They do not. So brief, brief rundown. You know, when did you get started? Like, um, how long like ago how did you get into the, how long ago were you working on the stegosauruses and, you know, <laughs> in a world of years. just as long as you don't ask me if Abe Lincoln was really as tall as he looks in the pictures. Okay. Well, I know you're taller than he was. <laughs> Dude, my dad used to tell me that he dated Abraham Lincoln's sister. Oh, also, <laughs> wait, while I have you here, uh, I have mentioned, uh, sausage fingers before on the podcast. This is Mr. Sausage Fingers. Can you hold those up for the camera real quick? Can you imagine how this guy gets these under a dash and through all of those things? I feel sorry for his girlfriend. (laughs) What girlfriend? Oh. Oh. That seems personal. Oh, it's so big. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Please, tell tell us a little bit about you. None of us know really about the what makes Rich work. You know, you had a perfect opportunity for Rich Tick, but you didn't. Rich Rich Tick? What makes Rich Tick? Oh. How is that good? It flows better. Oh, okay. My God. It's a little bit of alliteration. Thank you. Oh, okay. Oh. Alliteration. Good. Thank you. Apparently as it? much as he can muster. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> He's a lowly service advisor. It's okay. <laughs> low, low bearing fruit. <laughs> Shut up, warranty bitch. It's okay. so, so, so where is he on that evolution chart where they come out of the primordial slime and... You know, uh, you know that white spot before the slime? Halfway <laughs> in between. You got the fish, kind of monkey, then monkey, I'm in between. Oh, kind of monkey and monkey. Oh, you're you're the said. fish frog. <laughs> I'm the fish frog. <laughs> Still have some of my gills. <laughs> Better than the single-celled yeah. amoeba. <laughs> okay, well, about me. So, automotively speaking, I got into the business. I started at my first Ford dealer. Way back in 1975. <laughs> that is and not that funny. You should laugh. be worshiping this man. I do. He has knowledge I beyond do. your years. I do, but it's still very funny to think about. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. How many decades before you were born, Mikey? Uh, at least one. <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, one. It's yeah. 1.2. Uh, well, no. It, I was born 15, in 89. 15, you were born in 90. 15 years. Rich is is our most distinguished guest to date. Distinguished gentleman. (laughs) If if longevity means distinguished, then I guess I'll take it. Also, yes. (laughs) Also, yes. 
But it, it was completely by accident. I was a car nut when I was a kid. I didn't have any plan to get into the business. I was working at McDonald's, and then I was working as a clerk in a liquor store. Hmm. And I didn't have anything better to do, and I was going to school, and for reasons we don't need to get into, I was getting paid to go to school after high school. Hmm. Okay. I got a monthly stipend, and I needed that money. And I went to junior college for a semester, and I didn't have any direction. And I figured, well, I might as well take automotive courses, because I like cars. So uh, I took an automotive course, and I was one of the better students in class. And the instructor had connections at Ford. And there was a local Ford dealer that was looking for entry-level techs. This was back in the days. It was a couple of years after. Some of you guys might not remember that shortly after the dinosaurs died, (laughs) there was a gas crisis in the early 1970s. And there was an oil embargo from the Middle East. So there were gas shortages and gas lines and all that stuff. So in... Sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, it's not quite as bad. It's just expensive now, but you can get it. You can still get it. it yeah. yeah. At that time, you know, you had to line up depending right. on your license. Odd and even license plates. Number. And, yeah. I, I remember my parents time. talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> I was there. That was unintentional. <laughs> uh, what about the primordial yeah. ooze? Yeah. Are you okay? No, I spit. He'll be fine. <laughs> spit take. So, so anyway, what happened was Ford had produced a bunch of motorhome chassis. And they stopped selling because of the oil crisis. So they got stored in some yard out in Michigan somewhere out in the weather. And they sat for a couple of years. And then this, com- this local company uh, bought them all and they were going to, uh, build them instead of motorhomes. They were going to build them into small shuttle buses. Uh, oh, okay. So because of the proximity to this company that was building the buses, the local dealership in the San Fernando Valley got the contract to refurbish all of these these uh, motorhome chassis that have been sitting around for a couple of years. <coughs> so they needed a bunch of entry level guys to come in and work on these these chassis. So. Uh, I got that job and I was doing that, you know, for some nominal hourly rate for mm-hmm. a while. And then do you, there, do you remember what you were making back then per hour? Uh, it would have been around $2 and 75 cents an hour. Fuck. That's crazy to think about. Well, yeah. it's just inflation. It's just, and right. I, I actually took a pay cut cause I think I was making three and a quarter at the liquor store. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, wow. but you know, it was something that was a lot more interesting and maybe had a future. Although I really wasn't thinking about it in terms of a long-term, right. Uh, uh, you know, endeavor career. Uh, it just was better than what I was doing. Right. Uh, and there was some very quick attrition in the dealership where a couple people left or got fired or whatever. I don't really remember. And suddenly there was an opening in the tune-up department. And I happened to have had training in that when I was in trade school. And so I slipped right into that job. Mm-hmm. So I was doing tune-up for a while and I was making, get ready for this, guys. They put me on commission at $4 per flat rate hour. Ooh-wee! Four bucks. <laughs> And, and anyway, so I was working my ass off and I was barely making things, you know, making ends meet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I moved out of my parents' house when I was 17, two weeks after high school grad. And uh, 
I needed to make money at 17 at that 17. Mm-hmm. So I, so I, uh, uh, I was about ready to quit. I had to find something there where I can make more money. And, uh, before I had a chance to do that, my boss called me in the office. He says, you're doing a great job. And he doubled it to $8 an hour. Well, that's huge. Ooh, we. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. That's like me all of a sudden making $40 an hour. That's yeah, gnarly. It, it was, yeah. it was big at the time. So, you know, I, uh, I was hooked and, uh, you know, it kind of went on from there. So, uh, here I am all these years later, I've probably worked at maybe six dealers in that amount of time, something like that. I'd have to stop and count it on my fingers, but all Ford though, uh, Ford or Lincoln Mercury. I actually spent, I believe 32 years working at Lincoln Lincoln Mercury. Mercury, Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, uh, the last one was for, uh, was, right across the fence from where I work now. Mm-hmm. And of course, when Mercury went out of business in 11 right. and then Lincoln became sort of a different thing. Right. So that dealership dropped, uh, the Ford products. So I had to leave cause I'm a Ford guy. That's what I know. I didn't want to change makes and, you know, Dude, suddenly yeah. become a bumper to bumper guy. So, yep. I, I appreciate people that can change make and model just like they change their underwear, but Hopefully frequently, but um, I, <laughs> yeah, that's that might not say me. something about the person. Yeah, that's not me. I, no, it's not me either. And after a while, you get to know, you can second guess what the manufacturer is going to do. I mean, I know the philosophy with which Ford builds cars. I can guess a lot of things. I can look at circuits by the color, and I know what it does and where it goes because mm-hmm. they use the same color coding yep. on a lot of those. You know, the the basic circuits. You know, lights and things mm-hmm. that they did. Back in, you know, the 70s or before. It's what I tell the trainees all the time is like the benefit of working a not only for the manufacturer, not an an independent shop or b working for one manufacturer is that, you know, everything about this car line. Now you've seen them all. Every focus is like every other focus. Every edge is like every other edge. And guess what? If this one edge has the same problem as this other edge, it's probably the same problem. Yeah. You know? Right. So yeah, uh, it it really is a huge advantage. And this, this is the thing that I, I tell people out in the world, you know, where should I take my car to get it fixed? Oh, a dealership so expensive. Well, yeah, but it depends on what your problem is. If you're getting your brakes done or your oil change or something, you know, you can roll the dice and have it done somewhere else. But if you roll have some the kind dice, of, yeah, roll the still, dice, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, if you've got some weird problem or something that's, you know, takes a little bit more chances are that you and me, because we've been working on nothing but that brand of car, we've seen it before, or we know how to figure it out. Whereas an independent shop is not going to have that nope. depth of experience. Right. And they're not going to know what to do. Who knows the car better than somebody who's been working on nothing but that vehicle. That's right. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it's just hands down, no brainer. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, expertise is expertise. Yeah. And it, it's why I generally refuse to work on anything that isn't a Ford product because I don't want to waste my time trying to learn something that I'm only going to do once. Yeah. You know, when's the next time I'm going to see one of these Audis or whatever, you know, whatever. Well, well like that's why you're not a team of... player. <laughs> well, no, it seems like a waste of expertise at that point. It, like, is, it, is. it in, is. In his specific condition, circumstance, whatever you want to say, it is. And again, same thing in kind of my department. They, they ask me uh, all the time. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, oh. Uh, they ask me all the time, like, hey, uh, you know, do you want to do the engine mounts? And again, like you said, an Audi, like, you know, this uh, Audi SUV. Well, f- not for the time that you're going to pay me. Like, I'll, I'll do it, I guess, if I have to. But send it over to Audi. Like, have them do it. it it's 
this is not my area of expertise. I am right. way more efficient doing other things for you in the dealership and you want me to be efficient. This is not going to make me efficient. It might save you money, but it's not going to make me efficient. So how is this benefiting me? Yep. Yep. Very hard. And, and, and I, I apparently we're going to get on the subject of efficiency and so forth, because I have a lot to say about that. But uh, oh, anyway. well, we can get there. But we have to ask you everybody that is a guest uh, and everyone knows our first cars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. But we want to ask you, Rich, what was your first car? My first car brought the Saurus. <laughs> Brachiosaurus. Stegosaurus. This is going to make premium some, package. <laughs> I guarantee you, this is going to make some people jealous out there. My first car was a '66 Chevelle SS 396. Oh, oh my god! 360 horsepower, four speed. That makes me fucking jealous. I bought it. It was five years old. <sighs> I bought it. How much did you buy it for? Eight, no, eight hundred dollars. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> Fuck! I'm done. It needed tires and a starter when I got it. <laughs> You know, that I is was like, born um, in the wrong era. No that's shit. Like, born in the wrong oh, era. man. Don't get me started on all the cars I've owned and what they cost me back in the day. But it's it's like if I could have a time machine in the shape of a car carrier and just go back <laughs> and get the cars that I owned. Yeah. The ones I, that you I, actually owned. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, have a hell yeah. of a collection today. Mm, worth a couple uh, mil. <laughs> yeah. For, for $800, you can get like eight tanks of gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> And I drove the shit out of that thing. I beat the hell out of it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. So, so we had touched on the point of efficiency a little bit earlier, and I wanted to uh, break into the whole category of kind of, of an efficiency with a very funny story. So in my... Um, <gasps> Sorry, was that the funny oh part? Goodness. I <sighs> um, so, roll. Yeah. Let the record show. Uh, okay, so I will leave and start my own podcast. <laughs> Let's do it together. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I want to be the same. I want to be different, just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I have an idea. Let's do something different. Let's create a start podcast. A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be just like everyone else. Um, Joe Rogan told me so. <laughs> Listen, we all needed something to do during the pandemic, okay? We've just ridden it out this long. I'm still having a great time. Me too. So at we, Mike's podcast. <laughs> Let it go. Oh my god. I'm no, never I, gonna whoa, live that whoa, down. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let it go? Who the fuck is the punching bag for this goddamn show? You are you're saying let it go? You yes. are. Thank you, Michael. Oh. I'm all, I know you're always here hey, for me. Know your role. <laughs> know your role. Fuck! Shorzy. That's give, the name of an episode. Give your balls a talk. No, your role. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Um, so we had talked about efficiency uh, mm-hmm. briefly when we were talking with Rich. And um, I wanted to share a funny story before we actually got into the topic of efficiency yet once again. And so, you know, uh, I get to the shop super early in the morning. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. And then uh, my boys come in, uh, Andrew and Rudy. And, you know, Rudy's on his own. He does, he does his own thing. And uh, Andrew's with me. But I still kind of like oversee a bunch of stuff so when the boys come in i you know kind of greet them and like start the day and kind of give them a rundown of what's going on in the department uh appointments coming in things like that so as i'm trying to explain to andrew like what's going on for the day and like you know uh we were talking with the service manager about efficiency and like you know how to how to you know make things better in the department and stuff like that he's you know eating his breakfast and he's eating pop tarts and so he grabs the two individual pop tarts and 
puts them in his mouth and bites down on two Pop-Tarts at once. And I immediately freak out and say, <laughs> how are you eating two Pop-Tarts at once, you maniac? Did I, you, how does he eat a Kit Kat? I would imagine he folds them all up or something. I maybe get, grabs two of you, them or something you, like that. I don't. You, I don't know. You don't break it apart and you just bite right into that it. That is wrong. It's wrong. You don't do that. It tastes better if you do that. It's, oh my god. He he, he had There's two pop tarts. In this world. He had two pop tarts on top of each other, like making a pop tart sandwich, sandwich. with air you, in between. Would it yeah. make you feel better if there was something in between the pop tarts? Yeah, like a pop tart sandwich. <laughs> like what? Peanut butter and jelly. Maybe. So so when I when I so I immediately I saw this salad. Immediately I saw this and it and it bothered me a lot because like you know you can certainly enjoy two pop tarts separately better than you can enjoy one pop tarts together. Wait, I think you need to wait. Hang on, I think you need to sit on this couch and tell us why what happened to you that that show us on the the pop tart where they hurt you. So, so I'm explaining to Andrew like how everything that he just did bothered me right now, and I didn't mean to like you know get sidetracked on you know telling him all this stuff, but like I just I just wanted to explain to him like why it's bothering me, and he's like, (laughs) well, you were just talking to me about efficiency, like I'm just trying to be efficient. Damn it, Andrew. Touché, oh my Andrew. God. You know, where, where's the bell? Hashtag sell the bell. Sell it. Yeah. And so, uh, again, he, he threw it back in my face. I was like, all right, good for you, dude. Good for you. How you, do you feel yeah. about someone biting a string cheese? We talked about that before. Yes, we, yes, Did we, we talk about and it on the I, I don't want to yes. get enraged again. Okay. So if you don't mind, we'll okay. move You're forward. Like, why don't okay. you just yeah. feed mayonnaise to the tuna? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Mike? Here, let's go off of this. Well, about Charlie says. Chocolate. No, you just feed the cows chocolate. No, bro- it comes Shake. from brown cows. Oh, sorry. Yeah. How now, brown cow? Exactly. So speaking, you know, about the whole, the string cheese thing that you don't like the way that I eat it. Speaking of your efficiency and the poor percentage you've been having, if you eat a string cheese that way, the efficiency is much greater. Instead of sitting there and peeling it like a fucking banana. You know what, Jake? Efficiency versus enjoyment, though. Yeah. When you smoke a cigarette, do you just sit there and suck it down all in one hit, or do you lavishly sit there and enjoy and sprawl out in a chair? Depends on where I need to be. Oh, yeah. If you got a customer breathing down your neck or whatever, (sighs) suck this thing down real fast and move on. That's where this motherfucker comes into play. Well. How can I help you, ma'am? <laughs> oh, I think I hear my service manager calling from outside. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's that weird noise you hear in the background? Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, while we still have Rich here, because we, we have didn't other. Let Rich talk about efficiency. He has things to say. You, you do have things to say about efficiency, yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, while we have Rich here, let's hear about his efficiency stuff. Oh, well. Uh, Hold on. I do also have to say, (laughs) Rich Rich is the most efficient person in the shop. Is he? Almost like, you know, you can... uh, uh, Time a clock to it or whatever. I can't remember what the saying. Set is your it. watch to it. Set your watch to it. Mm-hmm. Time a clock, set your watch. Same thing. Same thing. Or better yet, instead of explaining efficiency, explain how Mike doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys do differently? Well, because he's so much older and wiser than I am, I would love to hear his. Mike's, Mike sees a lot of squirrels during the day. 
What? Squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> That's her. Hands down, that is Allie. What I was basically going to say is that I think it, the way I've always looked at it is you get to a certain point where you're competent at your job. It doesn't mean you're going to have all the answers. It doesn't mean that you're, you're not going to have a job that kicks your ass from time to time. But you get to the level where you're competent. At that point, you're fighting the clock. If you want to make more money, and, and really, you know, the, the, at some point, it's kind of like keeping score, mm-hmm. right? The only way to do that is to be more efficient. And I'm constantly, you know, my, my biggest frustrations about the business is all of the roadblocks that are put in between the start of the job, the green flag and the checkered flag. And all warranty the has roadblocks. nothing to do with that, right? Well, warranty's, warranty's part of it, but Preach. it isn't everything. Preach. It, it can be... It can be just the process in that particular dealership. And it, I, I compare it to the, it, it's sort of the, the frog in the frying pan. You guys know that? Yes. Yeah. You know no, I'm not thing. old enough. Can you explain that? <laughs> well, the story is you put a, you take a frog and you drop him in boiling water and he'll jump out. But if you put him in a pan with cool water and you turn the fire on it, he'll stay there as the, as the water heats up until he gets cooked. So every little thing that we have to do before we get to the end that costs us time, it's like being the frog in the frying pan. All of a sudden you find out you've lost all of this time because, okay, you get the job, you got to find the keys, you got to find the car, you got to bring the car in, you do your diagnosis, blah, blah, blah. Then you have to do the work in the computer and then you have to write the, the space number on the tag and write the number up and do, you know, return the parts, all that stuff that has nothing to do with actually fixing the car. Right. And if you add that up on a job to job, week, day to day, week to week basis, it's hours and hours and hours of your time that you spend. You guys aren't paying attention to me. I am paying attention to you. I am making eye contact with these no, you fuckers. Are, you are. Uh, <laughs> and it all adds up. And so I find that endlessly frustrating. Yes, I want to, I want to make more money. I want to be more efficient. You know, I want to be the top guy in the shop. Mm-hmm. But, you are. <laughs> but, but, there's, but there's all this stuff. And, and that tends to be where I get upset and animated is when somebody costs me time. Mm-hmm. Well, and, there's and, something you know, I, to I know learn I, from that. I'm, I'm kind of hard on service writers sometimes. <laughs> and Mike, it, Mike, is, Mike it, is laughing hysterically. I feel like there's that's, a, that's a like a huge understatement. It, it, come, it, it comes with the territory. It, it does. But... With that, like I told you, for whatever reason, how I got brought up being a service advisor, I think because I was a porter and I got to see how everything worked, I learned real fast with that. If you're a dick, your text will sandbag. They'll make sure their shit don't get done or the diagnosis. You don't get favors. I'm sorry. You don't. Was that the expensive piece? Yeah. You don't get, you don't get help. Nothing. I accidentally broke this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Or, <laughs> what, or, or whatever the case, it's all like, I only make my money because of what you guys find and the ability for you to fix it. Yeah. And, and it, it comes down to, I've always said there's a, there's a golden question that I wish, ser- I wish service writers would ask the customer each and every time they come in with a concern. What does my technician have to do to experience this problem? Mm-hmm. What does he have to do? Very, very specifically. Because we have a window of time to spend with right. that car. If I drive that ah. car around the block and the fucking rattle ain't there, I'm done. Unless right. you can tell me it's very specifically how to make that rattle happen. Yep. And don't tell me you're pissed off that I didn't fix your car. 
And it's the service advisor's job to ring that out of the customer. Mm -hmm. And also, in my opinion, tell the customer if he can't give you that information that you're not going to even look for it mm -hmm. because you, they're just going to be wasting everybody's time. Do you know that it's technically a service advisor or management responsibility to duplicate a concern? Well, sure. It is technically <laughs> management or uh, service advisor's responsibility to duplicate a concern in a, a, you know, in a situation like that, if you have a noise or a rattle or something like that, check well, so engine light for situation. sure. Check engine lights on. We'll send it to attack. But for you know, for a noise concern or something like that. So Ford should that says, be the service writer going on test drives with the customer? That's what they're supposed to do. But obviously, well, that's it not makes sense. If you put no, it all down to riches, you know, you the service advisor can't the do tech that. Being as efficient yeah, it, as possible. It's it, it's really I understand it's a big question, but 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 it's doable. It I, I think it is doable. <laughs> to, Kevin's coming downstairs with ketchup and <laughs> a wrapper and a wrapper. Look what I had, bitches. <laughs> and I'm wondering why is there ketchup upstairs? Well, you don't know what he's into. This is, this is true. <laughs> Unacceptable. It was the sound of a ketchup bottle. I don't know. No, I don't like it. <laughs> well, uh, so Mike, with you saying, you know, it's technically management or the service advisor to try and duplicate. Nobody expects uh, granted, to do that. Granted, but I will agree with you in the sense of when I have somebody who is in the service drive. And if it is something that is easily, you know, uh, duplicated, where at the check-in where it will only take me the five or 10 minutes, depending on whatever the, con, you know, it's got a harsh engagement is. concern or whatever, Correct. You know, whatever yeah. the case is and bouncing off of rich again with a customer that came in today with the whole thing of wasting my time. Where is it? How severe is it? Is it a safety concern? Is it really something that you need right this second? Cause if we bust into it, maybe there will be more noises. Is it something that always happens? Kind of happens. I had a customer came in today, newer car, once again, super low miles. You hear everything. You love your car, whatever the fuck the case be. And she goes, well, I've got a rattle in my dash behind my touchscreen. And I go, okay, how often does it happen? And she goes, very rarely. Okay. So, so <laughs> off to a great so, start. So number one, and of course, you know, I, every time, every time, do not care how new the car is. We, I always tell the customer there's a diagnosis fee and they always fight me. Well, it should be covered under warranty. This, that, and it's like, it doesn't well, matter. It is, it, it is covered under no, warranty. It has the potential to be covered under warranty. And that's what, well, you didn't let me finish. I was going to say it was going to be sorry. covered under warranty. I'm if talking, there's a warrantable failure. <laughs> okay, go on. And what I told them was exactly that. You've got the one hour of diagnosis. I have to pay my technician in case it's outside influence. If something got inside of the dash like a rodent, if a coin slipped in somewhere where it's not supposed to be, it's not going to be covered. And granted, you're fought and it doesn't make sense and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, then look at it this way. If you don't want to take the risk, weigh your options. You've got a 50-50 here. It's a screen, which means we have to rip my tech has to rip apart your dash. What do you mean? Uh, oh, the, 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 the device itself is the screen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So infotainment system. Yeah. So 50, 50 split here. Do you want to take the risk for us to find an issue that number one is not a safety concern. It barely repeats itself at the moment. And it's only annoying to you at times when you hear it and you'll pay that risk or because it's all of those things and it doesn't really cause an issue with the, how the car works. Do you want my tech to tear apart the dash, possibly break a clip, 
possibly something else knocked loose, a wire is a millimeter over where it's gonna start rubbing up against this panel and you hear more? Or do you wanna get your oil change, not possibly spend the extra money, go about your day, and my tech can have you in and out in an hour? How important is this to you? Correct. Yeah. That's what I well, asked well, her. Most, and, and also the, <clears throat> fact, the fact of the matter is, if you come in and you say, well, it only does it sometimes, then, I mean, my response, if I were the service writer, not to put words in your mouth or anything, would be if the technician can't hear it in a five-mile road test, do you think he can hear it in a five-mile road test? Did it do it on your way to the dealership today? Did you hear it today? You haven't heard it since last Thursday? Then we're not going to even look for it because the, we're just going to be wasting our time and we have other things to do. Those are the conversations that I have with customers yeah. all the time. You know, and, and, and All the time. Or I, I've been on road tests with customers before and we're driving and we're driving and we're driving and we're driving and there's little... Did you hear that? Well, of did course it's not doing it now. Oh, oh, oh. Did you hear that? Did you hear yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. And, and I go, you mean that little... And they go, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, I'll tell you right now. I've been doing this a long time. I will never find that. Mm -hmm. I will never find that as long as I live and as long as you live. That is not, a we're problem. not going to find that. Mm -hmm. It has to, I have to be able to duplicate it under the same circumstances every single time. Otherwise, yep. I don't know if I've fixed it. If I can't do that, I'm not going to start. Yes. yes. I, I, I use almost the exact same verbiage. It's like, First of all, I need to be able to duplicate this, the concern so that I have an iota of an idea of where the noise is coming from or what to replace or what to look at. And then if I am lucky enough to replace a component that I think has failed and I can't reduplicate the concern because it's such an intermittent thing, how am I supposed to, in all good faith, give you back a vehicle that I say is repaired because I was never able to duplicate the concern in the first place? Right. You know, never, yeah. never ever try to fix something no, you can't verify. never, never. So, so how do you guys feel when someone brings in a video or a recording of a sound. I can give two shits about that. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you two, <laughs> two easy reasons why. A, a recording on your stupid phone doesn't tell me exactly where the noise is coming from or how loud it is or actually even what kind of noise it is because it's distorted by the microphone and everything that's going on in your vehicle. Absolutely. My job as a professional technician for all the years that I've been doing this is to use my ears and my echolocation system to know if it's left side, right side, front, rear, what kind of noise it is. Is it metal on plastic? Is it metal on metal? Is it a clanking? Is it a grinding? Is it a squeeching noise? You know, all these different things. I don't care about your video. And for all I know, it could be your kid in the back playing on, you know, drums or whatever in the background <laughs> making this banging noise. Yeah. I, I, I don't care. I don't care. I need to experience for myself. It's really nice that you have proof that this vehicle is it making this noise. It has happened one time. And I appreciate that. Yep. But I need it to happen to me to even have, again, like, like we said, an idea of where or what the noise is. You know, it's, it's why they have control groups when they're doing medical uh, research. Right. Because you have, to have, you have to have a starting point and you have to see what the cause and effect is. Yeah, yep. to compare it to the baseline, and, you yeah, know. Yeah, and, and I mean, I've, I don't know how many times I've had arguments with service writers and stuff over that subject. <clears throat> if I can't duplicate it going in, I'm not going to even try to find it. No, I'm not going to take that screen off the dash. No, I'm not going to take that door panel off because the guy says he hears a noise in the door. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times that's not where the noise is coming from. That's their perception. Sure. 
but that's not the actual truth because I have the trained ears, just like yeah. you do. And and oh, there's a noise coming from from the right front door. No, it's not the right front door. It's actually the left rear door. I don't know why you think it's that, but I'm I'm telling you that's where it's from. No, no, it's not from there. You know. Well, it's thing. hard to tell when you're sitting in a driver's seat. It's not hard like to tell. You're, well, okay, but from a customer's, <laughs> I'm not saying from oh, yeah. your yeah. guys' from a customer's point of view perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why you guys get paid to be trained and to know what's going on. I wish like, the customers would understand that and just don't. listen to us. And yeah. and they some never will. It's just part customers of- are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Big thumbs that's, up from Jake. That's what that's what uh, uh, Jake and Mike's new podcast is gonna be. <laughs> customers gonna are, be so like, customers are so stupid. Hey, Jake. Dink. Dink. <laughs> <laughs> a, new, um, a new subsection of customer states. <laughs> no, I thought we were gonna do the uh, after hours. Oh yeah, the after hours. Yeah, the slightly more adult. Uh, version Jonah, of join state. us on our Patreon for that we don't have. No, it's yeah. OnlyFans. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so we heard the key jingle. Uh, mm-hmm. If anybody has anything crucial to say at this point, I, th- I think we should do it now. We have maybe a little bit more time for Rich. Come back on like two or three more times so we can get more out of you. Oh, <laughs> sure. This has been fun. It, uh, I really enjoyed great. having. I had I had no Elon. doubt. We, you know, we've we've hung out in our personal lives. I have no doubt that you're going to be fantastic with this. So I, I can't oh, wait for you to come back on again. Well, I have what was that? Plenty That's of opinions. <laughs> As do we, we all. We know that he's opinionated <laughs> and at times flamboyant, but not like Eric flamboyant. No. So no. Or whatever that I can't do that scream. I, I can't do it either. <laughs> That's cl- That's, That's much closer. <laughs> um okay. So you guys ready? Yep. I'm ready. As always. And oh, what, no, you're good. What's happening? Oh, I was going to say we'd like to thank Bruce Vane for these wonderful tunes you're hearing Bye, right Bruce now. <laughs> Dale Follett at twistedbills.com. Nick Lauer from Echo Tools. El, wait, Ray Moon from El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore. Try it. It's delicious. Travis Ferris from uh, Hit Distributing, supplying Justice Brothers products. A uh, special shout out to Jean-Luc. Uh, thanks for the message, bud. We always like talking with you. Oh, and Tyler Collarick. And Tyler. Thank you, Bubba. <laughs> Um, Nick B, I'm still waiting. We are still waiting are for those pictures. Yep. For yeah, I did again. We are still waiting for those pictures of the hashtag Celebo. Put it on the Urus. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the Urus. Something decent. So, well, the Urus isn't bad. It's not, the, <sighs> it's not the best, but it's a nice SUV. Well, I mean, if you're gonna tell me you're gonna give me a Lamborghini, but then it's like a soccer mom version, I'm yeah. still gonna take it. All right, if, if an Aventador pulls the song in. is gonna oh, end, yeah. and we're the, not done. We're still fine. You can follow us on Facebook at Customer States Podcast. Uh, you can email us at Customer States Podcast at gmail.com, which also just happens to be our PayPal. Pay us money. And in fact, if you want, you can go to Customer States Podcast.com and find all of our episodes, all of our gear, all of our merchandise, anything that you want to learn about our sponsors or us. Buy a shirt. Buy, Buy a hat. shirt. And Hashtag don't forget to stickers. send us your listener mail and voice memos or whatever your general bitchings to customer states podcast at gmail.com. This has been the best episode, though. Yes, it this is. This is definitely the best episode, Rich. <laughs> well, with Absolutely. your help, with you your help Rich, Thank we you really appreciate Mr. it. Mr. Gold. <laughs> he's, Mr. Gold. He's rich gold. He's rich gold. That's for sure. He'll be back. This episode is gold. Cheers, guys. <laughs> yeah. This Cheers. episode sponsored you by Mr. Gold. <laughs> And with that, we say, love you. Hi, 
This is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, <laughs> Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States Podcast. And then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service. Trust. Results.